Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamily Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi, guys. Welcome back for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. Hope you guys are staying warm. It's cold out here. It's a little chilly now. So (laughs) pumpkin spice latte time, you know, holiday seasons are coming. So we have another really great guest, Rhonda. Rhonda is a successful NLP practitioner and transformational coach, happily married for over 30 years. You have to give us some secrets for that. (laughs) And a mother of four. She embarked on her business journey over 25 years ago with a newborn, a 24-month-old, and a three-and-a-half-year-old as an independent consultant working from home. She had a low self-esteem due to a major car wreck and minimal business knowledge. She committed to growing her business in 2009. She was ranked as a leader within the top 2% of a global company. This accomplishment prompted Rhonda to refine her natural skills and become a certified coach, trainer, and speaker. Rhonda knew she was meant to share her wisdom and experience with women all around the world through trial and error. She has learned how to create balance in her life as well as the secrets for living her life without guilt or regret. And that's major as a woman. In 2013, Rhonda founded her company, A Balanced Life for You LLC, and hosts a podcast show by the same name. She is a best-selling author of Life Directions and a co-author of The 4040 Rules, Volume 1 and 2, and The CEO Playbook, Volume 1. Rhonda has a loving nature and an authentic presence. Her background and experience make her an amazing coach, presenter, and program developer. She knows how to take you to where you want to go because she's done it herself. Rhonda, welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about your story? You know, there's there's so much resilience in there. First of all, starting a business with little tiny kids, <laughs> you know, your resiliency in surviving a, a car crash and, you know, the expectations that people have surrounding on women, being able to be an entrepreneur, running your household, et cetera. So, you know, you, you're just screaming resiliency and I'm (laughs) super excited to have this conversation with you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And when you read that, it makes me, it's so funny because I think sometimes we get ahead of ourselves or we have a tendency to look at where we are right now. And I know I could be speaking for myself, but I think a lot of women look at, it's not enough. I need to do more. Mm-hmm. And we're always striving to get to that next level, that next place. And when you read that introduction, it makes me become that very humble person that I, I really, truly, authentically am. It's like, wow, I've really come a long way. <laughs> I came from, you know, a kid who um, was in the wrong crowd and trying to just be liked, loved, and accepted as most teenagers are, and got into a bad place, um, got into a car accident that should have killed me. And, you know, in a senior year, I had people telling me, it's okay if you don't graduate. It's okay if you don't do this. It's okay if you can't walk correctly. It's, and I was like, no, none of this is okay with me. I'm going to graduate and I'm going to walk and I'm going to figure this out again. So yeah, resiliency is um, a lot of where my background is. And then having the three kids back to back to back, I had a company come into my life and I was a very young mother and I just needed that outlet to be around adults and talk to them. So in the very beginning, it was more of I'm going out. It wasn't so much 
work. It was, I have to go out and socialize with people. (laughs) (laughs) I need kids. I need to do something. (laughs) Three kids in three and a half years. That that's a lot of um, stuff. And you know that there's, I was just telling somebody the other day, you know, you need to do something for yourself when you're a mom and you're sitting on the couch and the kids happen to be maybe next door with grandma, wherever, and you're scrolling through the TV and you stop at Sesame Street. Yeah. Because that's familiar. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a problem. <laughs> yeah. You just stop and you're just like, let me just watch this for a few seconds and a few minutes. And then you start reminiscing. <laughs> and then go, Wait a minute. There's no kids around here. Um, right. Something's got to change. And I think that was, you know, way back when that was part of that aha moment that I had that I need to do something for me. And I, I taught skincare uh, for many, many years. And I'll just kind of fast forward that part because when my oldest son at the time became a senior, so we had a senior, um, 12th grade, 10th grade, 8th grade, uh, we found out we were going to have baby number four. So um, yeah, we literally started all over. So <laughs> he graduated, went to college, had baby number four. And uh, I remember my husband at the time going, so can you make some real money with this? Because his job had lost a lot of income. And I thought, yeah, other people do. Sure. So with newborn on hip, literally said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And with focus and determination, doing things I had never done before, I promoted myself, built a team of over 40, got myself into that top 2% and stayed there for several years. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> well, the, the purpose of like the Beautiest Me podcast is really to bring collective stories of healing and of women and just hearing your, and again, I bring up resiliency because um, in you sharing your story of in high school or or in your adolescence, just experiences, getting with the wrong crowd, wanting to be loved, wanting to be, to fit in. And then, you know, trying to build a business, three children back to back. And then here comes baby number four, starting all over, all of that is resiliency. It doesn't have to be a story about trauma. It doesn't have to be um, about devastating things to know that we have the ability to bounce back from things that can kind of um, take take over us. And I, I thank you for sharing that part of your story. So tell us about a balanced life for you. Well, what was interesting is um, once I was in the top 2%, I decided we were going to move. Mm-hmm. And I took my business and my youngest one 2,000 miles away to get started. And the unfortunate thing is about uh, six months into it, we had a pretty devastating thing happen in our life. And I just call it my world asteroid. One day it's going to be a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, what happened was I became very, very, very dysfunctional as a human, as a mother, as a wife, as a businesswoman. And when I moved back home, what I found was happening is I was relying on this group of women to do what they said they were going to do to meet their goals. Because frankly, I was at a place where I was relying on them to hit their goals so that I could financially survive. And I was becoming very resentful because I was still showing up in a very, very difficult time of my life and I wasn't getting the same respect. So what hit me was, I need to change my skill set. 
I wanted to have better skills to communicate, to find out what's going on up here with you, like what's keeping you stuck so I can help you move forward. Mm -hmm. So I enrolled myself in a six month um, fully accredited coaching program. Mm -hmm. And I realized at that point in time, that was where my, my true skills were because I still wasn't feeling me. I would go to events with this company and I kept feeling like there's this part of me that doesn't feel like I belong here. You know, yes, I'm really good at it and my clients love me and I have a great business, but it didn't feel organically like this is what I'm supposed to be doing forever. You don't feel connected. Making that impact. And when I started, you know, training as a coach, I realized that wow, this is the place that I really want to be. I want to be able to speak with you, hear you, help you identify your hidden obstacles, your mindset issues, so that you can be the best version of you, so that you can have the business that you desire, that you can have the family that you, you know, that supports you and loves you, and that most importantly, you can take care of you the way that you deserve. So I ended up uh, resigning from that position um, about a year later. And when I say I resigned, I left my title. I had a free car. I had the income. I had, I just left it all behind and started, started new. Wow. (laughs) That, now I have to ask, was that scary? Because for years that was your comfort, like your family depended on it. You, you went up ranks, et cetera. And then you were just like, this is not for me. That is, that is so courageous because not a lot of women can do that because we, we get, we get so, um, I don't want to say stuck, but comfortable mm-hmm. in the known, in the routine. We plan routines at home with our kids. We plan routines with our families. We plan our nightly routines, our daily routines, et cetera. And so when something um, takes over our equilibrium, it's just like, whoa, wait. So I always find it fascinating when people are just like, I'm done. It was not an easy choice, I will admit, Um Again, it was at a very, one of the most difficult times of my life. And I do remember when I would think about resigning, I would get very emotional. And I said, you're not going to make that decision if you're still going to cry about it. Mm-hmm. So as I moved forward and made progress, I realized when I could have that day to say, I'm going to resign and not become overly emotional about it. That was the time to do it. Was it scary? Oh my gosh, Yes. It was the scariest thing. But at the same time, I can remember um, the movie. I don't know if you have um, children or anybody listening has children who has the movie Frozen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My son is past the Frozen stage, but I have nieces and nephews that were like Frozen addiction. (laughs) Well, my youngest daughter at the time was very much into the movie. And um, that's the theme song, Let It Go, Mm -hmm. was uh, truly my theme song that year was just to let it go and just breathe free. And the most amazing thing happened was when I let that go, I truly felt like there was a part of me that just shed everything. And it opened up a part of me that I had no idea actually existed. Mm. It was um, scary as all heck, (laughs) but it was the most freeing thing I've ever done at the same time. So it it, it was a little bit of both. (laughs) So with a balanced life for you, I know that you're in the works of creating a balanced life for you also for young people, which mm-hmm. I find interesting because uh, we struggle 
right? As adults finding balance. But if we help youth and I, and I'm going to go back to your story, that resiliency, that, that, you know, it's okay if you don't finish school. It's okay if you don't graduate. It's okay if you don't start college. And you were like, no, I'm going to do this. That determination that adolescents have is very different from the determination that adults have because we we try to see everything, right? We're trying to see, well, this is the risk factor. This is the risk factor. This is the risk factor. And so we, we close a lot of doors on ourselves and adolescents are like, well, that's the risk factor, but I'm still ready to do this because I'm determined. And so bringing forth a, a, a project that's, you know, in the works right now with a balance eye for you, for youth. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about that. Cause I think that's, that's great. We, we have to start with our youth. I think before we, we start with ourselves. Well, the, the program is, has an acronym F L O W flow future leaders of the world. And this started out as a passion project and it came about really because a, I know that my business, a balanced life for you focuses on women, entrepreneurs, working from home moms, um, to create again, what I, what I described so a lot of that balance ebb and flow, but flow came about because I watched my daughter go through, we moved six times in five years mm-hmm. and I watched her and how she was not able to be accepted into new groups and how children were behaving. And I even watched the parents. And one in particular thing I I can vividly remember is I had brought her to a new 4-H group because 4-H is supposed to be this great community, you know, and it was around horses and it was in the middle of the year and we were the new kids. My daughter, you know, I, I was there with her and I watched the leader really ignore her, Mm. did not bring her into the conversation, into the project. It was very hurtful. I watched, I watched her as a child and I watched a lot of things going on. And I realized at that moment that I need to do something. Yeah. You know, I need to find ways to help my daughter get, make new friends. I need to find a way to build better communication skills with children with each other and to help parents understand the messages that they're sending to their kids. And because we learn from our environments and we decide what is right and what is wrong based on how we're being brought up. So that is really how it began. And it has, it has morphed. I knew for years, I wanted to incorporate my coaching skills, my NLP skills. I wanted to, um, talk to teenagers between 12 and 18. And I also knew that I needed to incorporate uh, horses because I've got a love for horses. I've had them for 20 years. Um, So after I've moved a few times and I ended up where I'm at, I just knew I'm going to find somebody. I'm going to find somebody. And I, I did. I found a person who is a gestalt coach, an equine gestalt coach. And she also has a psychology degree. And we are on the same path for making a difference. Well, I'm just going to chime in for those listeners who don't know Gestalt. Gestalt is a psychologist. Um, so you guys can look that up. He has a lot of theories out there. <laughs> so um, so that that's really how flow has come about. And our goal is to incorporate this into, um, we had it set up for a weekly event this spring that was going to work kind of like a 4-H meeting. The kids were going to come and then COVID hit. Yeah. 
Then we revamped and we were um, attempting to put it into a camp program, a five-day camp program. And we did some mini sessions with teenagers locally. And I have to tell you, they were um, phenomenal. And everybody I talk to, everybody who's had a little taste of what we do, says, I can't wait to get this out there. So now the goal is to find the right group who will allow us to come in and introduce ourselves and start this program, whether it be in the private sector, public sector, whether it be at our facility here. That's what our goal is right now. So I think it's beautiful that you mentioned that. And and one conversation that I had this week was that the way we show up is the way our children show up. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important that you, you're mentioning that right now um, at my son's school, there's this big, this big outburst of a political divide and people are not being nice to each other, really not being nice to each other to the point that I had to send a private message to a parent on social media because a group that she created really got out of hand with the horrible comments adults were making towards kids Mm -hmm. and threats adults were making towards kids because some kids support the Black Lives Matter movement. Others don't. But the youth who was starting the movement was more to see diversity in the school because there really isn't any diversity in the school. It wasn't about a political divide. It wasn't about police brutality. It was more of like, this is how we feel and we want a a different conversation in the school. And just seeing the the divide, I had to have a conversation with, with that other parent. And I said, from parent to parent, from mom to mom, this is bullying on both sides. And this is, this is not okay. And, and just watching, you know, yesterday they had the, the, the rally and I went to support the young girl who started the rally because people were threatening her, you know, and I'm glad I have a relationship with the local police department to, you know, to help support that. But adults were driving by and sticking their middle finger out at the kids Mm -hmm. for the kids. And so these are the future, you know, this how you're showing up as a parent and what you're modeling and teaching your kids is how they're going to show up as adults. And so we can't be surprised in having a program of flow, future leaders of the world is important because how do we show up as leaders? If we can have separate opposing views and that's okay, but as a leader, let me respect your view and let me respect your view and let's, let's treat each other appropriately. Let's treat each other appropriately. and. Just just he- hearing you say that, I'm like, I, I wish anyone can, can take this course or whatever, because the, the kids are showing up exactly how their parents are showing up. And if you're you're there, st- an adult, adults, multiple adults sticking their middle fingers out mm-hmm. at these kids. It, it, it breaks my heart. And, you know, that that's really where this foundation comes from. We want the, the goal of flow is to help our future leaders become more effective communicators, more compassionate leaders. Yes. And we want them to show up authentically, Mm -hmm. fully and responsibly. Yeah. You know, because I, there are adults and again, it's, it's a two way street. So yes, I, I work with grown women so that when we can help you be the very best version of you, it's going to ripple down into the family. Exactly. Exactly. If you're not okay, your children are not going to be okay. And I've talked about that in other episodes of the podcast. We have to show up better as parents. Mm -hmm. But I also realized for my daughter's sake and for many of our teenagers um, who don't have um, 
really great role models. Many of them are missing parents or the family life and they, they need stability. They need, they need that figure of someone who can help guide them to make, to take responsibility of self. And this is where I see one of the biggest issues is across the board, kids and adults. Mm -hmm. Let's learn to take responsibility for what I did. You know what? If you're in debt, I'm in debt. Guess what? You didn't charge my credit card. You didn't go out and buy those things. I did. Right. I made those decisions. It's not anybody's fault, but my own. So when I can own what I did and say it out loud, I'm taking responsibility. Then I can be accountable to myself. Yeah. And these are the principles in my in my book that I talk about with um, life directions. And these are the principles that I, I teach. Is let's just all be adults. Let's be a grown up. Put your big girl panties on. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Take responsibility. Stop blaming, complaining, and justifying. And say, I did it. Yeah. And you know what? If I did it, I can take the next step. I have the ability to make the change. Right. And that's where I want to go with this. Love it. So Kent, from your book and and what you've been writing and what you've been coaching and mentoring the adults and, you know, working on your program with flow, can you give us three tools um, from your book that people can start implementing now and, and go get your book and, and really look at that program once it comes out and settles in, you know, to, to have their kids involved in. Well, I'll tell you, there's, um, so my dream system is a set of steps and principles, and I'm going to share with you what I feel like are some of the core. Okay. So one of them is you, you mentioned before about getting comfortable, you know, a lot of us are just comfortable. So one of the principles in here is I call it dare step outside your comfort zone, realize that everything that who we want to become that's key. It's not always what I want to do or have. It's who who do I want to become? What do I want to be known for? And to be to recognize that everything that I don't have in my current space is because it's outside of my comfort zone. And in order for me to achieve that, in order for me to become that, in, cor- in order for me to have that, I must be willing to get uncomfortable. And so many people are not willing to get uncomfortable mm. because it's scary. It's, it's scary. unknown. Yeah. And when you have, when your heart starts beating faster, if your palms start sweating, if you get butterflies in your stomach, there's a good chance that's probably where you need to go. Mm. I love that. So that's where, you know, some of the NLP comes from. It's um, our physiology. So another step. Uh, we just touched on it before was um, the R take responsibility for who you are, what you're doing, what you've done and where you want to go own it and say, you know what, I'm going to do this. The E well, the E I'm going to actually kind of give you two parts. It's to recognize that your environment is going to be stronger than your natural willpower. This is why we tend to stay stuck. So if you think about even my, my backstory as the, the youth, I was bullied when, when I first moved to uh, the Northeast because of my accent. And the only people that would like me and accept me were not necessarily the best people. Hmm. But I wanted to be liked and loved and accepted. You know, that's what all kids want to do. So you do things that you might know are not probably the right thing to do right. because it's your environment, because you want to be accepted. Adults do this too. 
All right. So your environment can be stronger. It is stronger than your willpower. And if you're not who you want to be or where you want to be in life, the E is really educate yourself. What do you need to learn? What do you need to know in order to move forward? And then there's the M of the dream is to become a master of your emotions. We are ruled by our emotions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) We're emotional creatures. Um, so in my coaching and training, you know, we, we dive into things such as re reacting versus responding, you know, that knee jerk reaction. So, you know, parents showing up, shooting that middle finger out, that's a reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, let's think about what we're doing and who it's affecting. Mm-hmm. So I teach people how to become a master of their emotions or otherwise your emotions will master you. So those are my tips. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. I love it, Rhonda. So Rhonda, where can people find your books? Where can, well, and when can people expect to get some flow? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, A Balanced Life for You has um, Life Directions, Five Steps for Living Life Without Guilt or Regret. I know this is an audio, but that's what the cover looks like. <laughs> that is um, actually on Amazon and it's on my website. And The 4040 Rules is also on Amazon, mm-hmm. the 4040 rules volume one and two. And that's, um, I love it. The author or the, um, yeah, the main author of that is Holly Porter. And she invited 40 of us over the age of 40 to share our wisdom and knowledge over different life experiences that we had things such as relationships, money, um, just a variety of things. And I think it's a great tool for anyone in their thirties or forties who want to read a variety of backgrounds because you're going to connect with different people. Uh, And then as far as flow, you asked me, when is that going to be coming about? Well, uh, I talk about this all the time because, again, it's my passion project and my I can't give you an exact date. Uh, It kind of really depends on how this whole COVID thing pans out. No, we want it's it's harder to implement things with so many restrictions and school and how. Yeah, it's I'm very hopeful that come first of the year, the connections that I'm making, I'm very hopeful that I will be able to get this at least into the private sector of school, perhaps um, maybe a boys and girls club, and even locally, because we are able to take this on the road to different uh, large barns who have horses. It's just a matter of um, getting the word out and allowing people to invite us in and share this with the kids. Mm-hmm. So maybe one of your listeners has a connection and yes. can invite us out. <laughs> Exactly. And can reach out. So where can they find you? Well, you can go to my website, which is a balanced life for you all spelled out. Um, and then you can reach me at Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A at a balanced life for you.com. Awesome. Rhonda, thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing your story, sharing your story of resiliency and that energy that you've had to really change the future leaders of the world and your mission for that and living a balanced life and just your dream values. (laughs) I really, truly appreciate the conversation. Thank you so much, Rhonda. Well, I really appreciate the time being on the show and thank you for all your listeners and sharing the word. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. 
Don't forget to use the hashtag Beauty Me Podcast for your feedback.